Spread your jams and drizzle your syrups. Why is it so sticky? It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Have you ever accidentally stolen something, Alex Dyson? Um, oh, that's a that's a tough one for a Friday. I remember at Crash uh, when I was uh, probably about four years old. I may have arrived back at home with a set of Lego wheels that I didn't arrive at Crash with. And I, it <laughs> may doesn't... or may not have been an accident. <laughs> I, I think the hesitation that you had before even telling me that, that just shows you are still guilty about that, aren't you? You didn't. You did that well, on purpose. That's the first thing you that came knew. to mind. <laughs> First, something that happened when I was four is the first thing I think of when you say you stole anything because I've just been sweating about it for thirty years. You're, you're, you're gonna, you got you got a lot of explaining you to do with, with some Peter at the gates, mate. Don't worry, you'll be bringing that oh, up. Oh man, um, He's, but, uh, yeah, I, I should shouldn't be telling. I got to tell a confessional. I can't be telling this. I um I made out with a couple of bottles of bloody hand sand today, like biggies. Do mean, wait, do you mean made off with? Oh, made off made with them. Yeah, I didn't make a... out with them. <laughs> <laughs> you ever I accidentally mean, they use on your hands, something? mate. I'm sure your mouth is a problem area. There's lots of germs, but you don't need to make out with a bottle of hand sand. Oh, it was two. It was quite the menage. Um, but, well, how did you? How did you accidentally steal hand sand? Well, I was waiting for a script to get made up for this. Um, for oh, I don't even doesn't even matter. Boring steroid cream, mosquito bites, Sophia. Anyway, got poisoned by alcohol <laughs> so, from a hand sanitizer yeah. in the mouth. So I was carrying two liters, two, two like about a liter's worth of uh, hand sand. Then I thought, oh, I'll go get some coffees while uh, I wait for this script. And suddenly, I'm ordering coffees. I look down. I got these, these big bottles, mate. I mean, that's like carrying out. You know, two briefcases full of banknotes these days. They're, they're hot property. <laughs> so uh, I yeah, felt very bad. people deliberately steal them. That's how, uh, that's how precious they are these days. Do you know what's funny, though, is when I went back, I said, look, I accidentally just left with these and I'd come back to pay for them. And the lady was like, oh, that's very, um, that's very good of you, isn't it? So suddenly I became a hero. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a good, I'm a good person, <laughs> even though I was the bad guy. So uh, let us know when you've accidentally become a hero. Yeah, I think I've almost walked away on a coffee one time. <laughs> but, yeah, not never the hand sanitizer. I think I'd noticed that in my hands. Anyway, yeah. uh, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, it's going to be a great show today because we're going to be chatting to an incredible person, an incredible singer. It's Nairi. Once, to be the first time you do it. So you can do it again. Man, that song's still good. Once by Nairi. Uh, she's actually going to be performing tomorrow night. Live music is back. People are finding ways. And you are going to find out how exactly you can uh, get involved with that a little bit later on with Nairi. See what she's been up to. Yeah, so it's going to be a massive all-day breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. Ooh, we're also going to tell later our um, our secret crushes, our, uh, uh, our yes. unorthodox crushes about what later happened. after we talked about... Chief officers getting a getting a little bit of love in their recent weeks. So um, stay tuned. That will be revealed a little bit later. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Woke up in the middle of the night last night, Matt. Oh, tell me about it. Happens a bit, but it was particularly bad last night because I was chilled to the bone. Okay. And- um, are you? An, you're not a nude sleeper, are you? I can be. <laughs> I've I've been known to I don't get much more on than jocks. Okay, I, I bounce back and forth. All right. So been, why were you so cold? Nothing. Then? Get a little bit. Well, I was cold because 
I was sleeping in a Duna cover skin. It was just there was no Duna meat within it. It was just cover, and it's and a- then just me. There was you know no other fillings to help, it's, it's, help you, the warmth. You were sleeping in a uh, filet fish without the fish. Exactly. That's what, like, okay, fair enough. Well, I All mean, bun. usually usually it's the other way around for me because I'll, you know, you have a big night or whatever, you stumble upstairs, you walk into bed just waiting to crash and you look down and you're like, no, it's all in the washing. It's and just so dinner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's just the filling, the, the patty, and, yeah, and you're sort of rolling around on a nude pillow just sweating into it knowing it's going <laughs> to stain it that gross yellow colour. Just but- <laughs> making your bedding yellow. Oh, what a great Australian tradition always, that is. I always look at the pillow, I'm like, how, how, how is my head leaking so much brown at all times? <laughs> What is it? Where is it coming from? Can we actually, can we get a scientist on to just tell us where the yellow comes from? Because I haven't wet the bed in a long time, but still I have the... the I'm leaking the yellow all the way. I'm like the, one of it's the like we're Simpsons characters. <laughs> anyway, so... Well, back to the story. <laughs> I'm, I'm just under this Duna skin. I try. I wrestle a little bit more from DJ Woods and go to sleep. And in the morning, I go about fixing the problem so I don't get chilly again. So I'm searching for some more Duna and I realise, hang on, this Duna inside doesn't actually fit the Duna. It's got this whole section which is just fab- <laughs> cover fabric and no Duna. So I say to Woods, like, what's going on here? And she's like, oh, I bought a, I bought a king-size Duna cover. I'm like, hang on, we've only got a queen bed and a queen doona. What's, what's, what's the deal? And he goes, oh, well, yeah, but wouldn't it be re- really nice to have a king one day? And I say, well, yes, it would. But the current circumstances are that we're stuck in a bed fit for a queen. And so, and so I was thinking about yeah those things what? where you purchase stuff in advance in the hope that one day you'll use it i'm i'm currently sleeping in bedding what about yourself madokine oh uh, well i mean i remember back in the day i begged my dad for a table tennis table um I, you know and i was like my sister had moved out well and truly before that so i was basically an only child at home at that stage and dad's like you don't have anyone to play with but you know your kids you're like i want one you know you like you just don't let it go you watch forrest gump and see him hit it up against the standing up one. yeah exactly or just you know you off think into I'll, the bedpan <laughs> yeah you're like oh, i'll train it i'll train every day i'm sure i'll use it no you won't <laughs> Anyways, uh, so Christmas Day rolls around. I open up my one of my presents. Lo and behold, table tennis rackets, netting, balls. <gasps> and then I'm you like, look at the massive <laughs> table-sized gift wrap present in the corner. No, no. He's like, I'll buy the table later. Right? I don't know how many years later, never comes. I'm, st- I'm 35, no table tennis table. So I've just had rackets and balls and nets the whole time. Nothing to hit them on. So, yeah, I mean, it's, that- it's like I hear um, there's an episode of 30 Rock where Liz Lemon goes to purchase the wedding get- dress, uh, even though she's single. And the salesperson's <laughs> like, oh, you know, you just you buy it because, you know, in the future you'll be able to use it on your perfect partner and that sort of thing. So, yeah, we asked you, what have you bought in advance? And we have Emily with us right now. Hello, Emily. Hello. How are you? What did you buy in advance? I bought, and I'll only do this once, a Valentine's Day present in advance. <laughs> oh, Wait. Emily. Wait, with it, so you were single? No, no, no. I, I was in a relationship. Oh. Right. 
Thank God, okay. Emily. I at thought you were single and you just went out and bought a present for that special someone, not thinking <laughs> that there was, not knowing who that special someone was. Okay, this, this changes everything, okay. Emily. So you're with someone. How, how far in advance did you buy it? Are we talking, you know, like early Feb or are we talking, Ooh, you know, May, May 2019 kind of thing? <laughs> <laughs> no, like end like just after Christmas. So yeah, between Christmas and New Year's. <laughs> oh, and what was it? What was it? It was an engraved bracelet. <laughs> um, very specific. Um, but like I ordered it online, so I was like, oh, better get it so that it actually arrives in time that and I'm stupidly organized. Um right. but we didn't actually make it to Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh <laughs> no! <laughs> was it their name? Did it? Was it the, like? Was it? You cannot regift it. Yeah, yeah. Look, it wasn't like the end of the world in that I couldn't pass it on. Like I've hung on to it because, you know, I'm, I'm I'm that kind of person. But um, um yeah, it was <laughs> kind of sucks when it arrived. I was like, well, that was a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Oh, that harsh reminder on Valentine's Day. Oh, well, that is a bit rough, Emily. Very, very sorry, but I'm glad that you've got a at least a, a keepsake and a, a story out of it as well. All right. Well, uh, good luck hocking it at, uh, you know, the secondhand store one day. Um, <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, Emily. Hey, Mezzy from the Central Coast, uh, what did you buy in advance? I actually bought a horse brush and a horse blanket. Um, okay. When, yeah. when was this? I was 10. I was 10. I was in love with horses <laughs> and um, went to pony club and all those sorts of things and didn't have a horse. <laughs> Did just splashing all. I mean, to get any money when you're 10 years old is very diffi- difficult. Were you like doing the chores, mowing lawns I and stuff? Going, I was going to my mum's work and doing the filing. And I squirreled that money away and bought a a horse rug, a horse comb, a curry comb, they're called, and a a horse brush. And um, it was very premature because I'm now um, old and I don't have a horse. Have you still got the the brush? brush? No, no, no. There came a time where I thought, it's not going to happen. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, well, I hope so. I hope that time did was you, when you were 11, Mezzy. Yeah. Did you no, use it, it once? Did you use it on someone else's horse? Did you try it on your own hair? <laughs> did it get any use at all? No, I, I used to just go. It was in my dad's shed and he had, like, little hooks that you hung things up on and I had them hung up on the hooks and I used to just go and look at them. <laughs> <laughs> well... There we go, Alex Dyson. You've just started the saddest segment ever. I feel I feel literally <laughs> sad for everyone. No, that's Look, awesome, no, Mezzy. Hang on. In the in Mezzy's defence here, people buy art for their houses and hang it on a wall and just look at it. Yeah. And so this was probably cheaper than a painting, Mezzy. Yeah, you know how they say that you, if you visualise things, that it'll happen. It doesn't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. yep, fair enough. Mezzy, thank you so much. Thank you to Love Emily you as boys. well. Thank hey, um, if you've if you've got a uh, a story that relates to when have you bought something in advance, please always get in touch with us at matt.n.alex on Instagram or check out our Discord. This is Matt and Alex all day breakfast. <laughs> coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. 
All right, Matt, super excited uh, because live music is returning tomorrow night. A show called Inside Sets is starting up and someone who you'll be able to see on it, uh, one of my favourite people we've interviewed over the years uh, and one of the best singers I've ever been in a room with. You might know her from her album Blastoma, which came out a couple of years ago. It's Nairi. Yeah. Hey, Nairi. Thanks so much for chatting to us. Ah, thanks for having me. I've missed you guys on air. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that one of the last times we actually spoke to you wasn't even just on the radio. It was actually we were filming an episode of Ready for This for the ABC. You were guesting <gasps> in that. I, I, I watched it recently. Have you done any acting since that little cameo? Uh, nah, mate. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, well. For okay. those who haven't seen it, I remember it was a teen drama and the yeah. I think it was the, the young girl's dream to meet one of her favourite singers, Nairi, and you played yourself. <laughs> I did. What a what a baller. <laughs> <laughs> well, life goals ticked. You playing yourself in a big TV show. It's exciting. Um, but uh, how has everything been, Nairi? Uh, you know, we, we've been asking a lot of uh, our guests, you know, about how the, this, this whole pandemic situation has a uh, affected them um where were you when everything uh sort of kicked um, off so i was i just finished like a long-term residency um in paddington and then i went off to png just to kind of hang out there for a few weeks and then had no idea that about coronavirus because the internet's so shoddy over there so the one time that i got on uh, on Facebook, I was like, why are people panic buying toilet paper? Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and then, I, then I come back and things just kind of exploded after that and we were forced to move to the Central Coast and that's where we've been ever since. Wow. So, so what, what, um, what is the situation like? Uh, are you connected still to Papua New Guinea at all? Across this time, have you sort of stayed connected to PNG in terms of what's happening over there? Because I have to admit, and it's kind of, it's only just occurring to me now, and I guess it says a lot about main, you know, our media and stuff. But it seems to be one of the countries that I have not heard literally anything about wow yeah i mean that's not that's not a um a lot of people do say that um it's certainly not a good thing that's what i'm like that's what i'm wondering like what yeah i kind of feel like it is a good thing to a certain extent because it's definitely one of the last frontiers of the world and so i'm very precious about that i don't want people to kind of mess that up um but uh <laughs> i do i de definitely do keep it like connected to PNG because most of my family is still back there and I mean it's it's amazing that not many people know about it because it has so much culture and so much diversity there's like over 800 individual languages in that one island country alone and that's like that's like one third of the world's total languages. Sorry, can I clarify? I definitely know about PNG. <laughs> it's just about the COVID situation in PNG. I've been like, to PNG. I've been there like five times. <laughs> what? Like, what did you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I just I just haven't heard anything about the COVID situation in PNG. No, I've been to yeah, I've oh, been there. Oh right. sorry about that. Um, <laughs> it's actually not as bad as Australia. I mean I have family within the villages who are like, oh so you guys okay? You know <laughs> really smart right now because they're all kind of, you know, in the clear. But definitely in Port Moresby, uh, the cases are rising quite steadily. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I don't know what the restrictions are at the moment. I know I think there's a um, 
there's a curfew like you guys have in Melbourne. Um, but I think they're trying to, I mean, the Prime Minister announced that they were just going to try to live with COVID. So I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. That might be a bad, bad idea. Yeah, wow. interesting. Well, that brings us back to Australia where we have had, you know, musicians, musicians such as yourself have had a, a super tough time. As it's been said, they were one of the first affected and they're going to be the one of the last people getting back to normal. But it's awesome to see this initiative uh, jumping back up, which people can get involved with. It's called Inside Sets. It's a two-way virtual gig series. So it's got uh, incredible, you know, singers and uh, musicians like Nairi. It's got comedy as well. Can you tell us a little bit, a bit about what you're going to be doing tomorrow night on Inside Sets, Nairi? So really excited because I get to play with a string quartet. Whoa! Yes. So I mean, how many people? Oh, how many people? <laughs> but, um, but this, is, this whole interview is just going to be Nairi like... explains well, <laughs> well-known things to Matt O'Kine. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I don't know what PNG is. I don't know what a quartet is. No, I know these. things. Things, I promise, Nairi. But I mean, what I meant was, how are they, like, um, is everyone going to be, you know, spaced, like, evenly apart? Uh, there's all going to be the, the COVID restrictions yeah, in place? Yeah, I would assume so. Um, so there'll be, obviously, four four people in the quartet um, and <laughs> and then I'll have my backing singers as well and um, Novak Nonovich, who's my music director and piano. Um but yeah, I'm super excited. I mean, I have I've only done the show once with a string quartet, and that was at my house, um, just an, as an experiment. <clears throat> so it's I'm I feel like people should just tune in anyway because just listening to a string quartet is to die for. <laughs> but the fact that we're doing a two way interactive streaming, everyone gets beamed in in front of us, and we get to you know see everyone's interactions in real time and. It's not quite a live audience, but it's close to, and I'm, yeah, really looking forward to that. That's awesome that you'll get to see the faces of the audience as well. Um, hopefully the comedians don't, that doesn't turn to heckling as well because what are the, you know, <laughs> I guess, oh, that, you yeah. know, better than others, people, um, yeah, can inject themselves into the show potentially when uh, when that happens. But uh, for, I think you should be right, Nari, for yourself, which is excellent. And are you going to be playing a bit of new music for this? Because I see you've got an upcoming album, Shiva. What are we going to be hearing from you? So, yeah, we'll be playing some new stuff and some old stuff as well. Um, but, yeah, I think people have already been introduced to the new stuff the last couple of shows, but not in this context. So, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be wild. And uh, with the with your time in you know lockdown etc during COVID, have you been? How does Nairi deal with this sort of situation? Are you uh you know I'm going to write a thousand songs while I can, or are you just uh time to sit back and just reflect and just enjoy the sort of break? Man, who are these people that write full albums over COVID? I don't know. <laughs> um, I definitely have not been doing that. I've been um digging up clay in my backyard and making clay. Um, oh, cool. Have you got the, have you got like a, like a pottery wheel and stuff? Is that? <laughs> I was going to say, do you know what that is? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. I'm out. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm not that hardcore, but um, because it's like natural clay, you can kind of, you don't want, I mean, you can use a wheel, but like part of the fun of using like wild clay is like being able to work with something that's not specifically easy to mold. Um, oh so gosh, what have you so, made? Um, I've made one thing, 
But um, <laughs> that's because it's a it's a freaking long process to get the clay to where it's mm. workable. I think directly out of the ground, it would be pretty yeah. hard to maneuver. Gosh, it's really hard. So because it's gotten cold, I haven't really bothered to do much. But yeah, I've been doing stuff like that and other creative stuff that isn't really musical. So still keeping creative. And do you think this oh. is a permanent ventures that you're sort of going into? You're starting to see it as a, like a you know permanent hobby that you like? I think so. I think so. I think when it gets hotter, I'd definitely be getting into it more. But um. I mean, now that the album's around the corner, I think that that might be put on the back burner for a little bit. Yeah, well, hopefully more performances like this will be able to spring up. If you want to check out Inside Sets, it's happening tomorrow night featuring Nairi as well as some uh, comedy gala. Rove McManus is on there, Dave Woodhead, who does lunch from Triple J these days, Tom Walker as well, as a few others. So uh, make sure you check it out. You can head to insidesets.com and um, get a few more details for it. Nairi, it's been a pleasure catching up. Hopefully we'll get to see you again soon. Um, I'm used to... Used to doing DJ sets before your show, like I did at Groove in the Moo a few years ago. So did you need me to, you know, come in and pump you up on the decks before you uh, do this performance tomorrow night? I'm fine with it. It's whether everybody else is fine with it. So <laughs> Yeah, whether whether maybe you can integrate the uh, string quartet into your uh, DJ set, Alex Tyson. Maybe yeah, get them to learn. trance beat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Nairi, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. We can't wait to check out your show uh, on Inside Sets tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, best of luck when the album drops. All good. Much love, boys. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. And Matt, now let's, uh, we've got a few people inquiring as to something from us based on something we chatted about this week. We talked to an anonymous caller who had uh, set up a Facebook group, um, just really, uh, would you say lusting after? Admiring, well, admiring Brett Sutton, the chief health officer of uh, of Victoria, um, which was a bit of a, their unlikely crush. As, yeah, as it were. absolutely. The Facebook uh, account is called Brett Sutton is Hot, capital letters with the hot. <laughs> so it made us wonder, you know, who's your kind of uh, unexpected crush? A mm-hmm. lot of people that- swooning over these chief health officers at the moment because they're seeing their faces all over the television screens and, uh, you know, and the job they're doing as well is so sexy. They're saving the world. It's I mean, pretty good what stuff. more could you want from someone? And, uh, we didn't actually tell you who who ours were, but um, Matt, do you want to uh, do you want to do the honors first? What are we? Who are, who have we got? <laughs> Come on. Do you know I, this is going to sound weird? All right, so don't jump to conclusions. But the first the first name that came to my head when we were talking about embarrassing, you know, secret crushes. Yep. Lois Griffin from the Family Guy. Okay, <laughs> now. <laughs> Now I will I will say that I never ever went down the route of the you know the the disgusting the, the stuff fan you, art you, that is probably that can happen that can happen yep. but I I you know in younger years yes I did Google imaged <laughs> Lois Griffin yes. <laughs> Oh, no. Goodness me. All right. Well, mine is uh, human, uh, which is, <laughs> I guess, 
slightly a step up. Um, and it's got to be. And I don't think this is too much of a surprise. Like, it's it's not too embarrassing because just being a mega babe over the years, Helen Mirren is just oh, yeah. absolutely stunning. Um, and Incredibly talented. Talented actress, you know, really affable and nice and seen interviews and that's that's yeah, great. Fair enough. Uh, never got to interview her in our Triple J time, but um, yeah, always admire her work. So good on you, Helen Mirren. Um, but our producer, Bron, had an interesting one that, that we cropped up and we asked her, Bron, welcome to the show again. Hello. So, um, uh, Bron, yeah. Well, we've we've got to get to know Bron because you're 25 years old. 26 moment. in a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. okay. 26 in a couple of weeks, um, um, which is very cool. But yeah, you <laughs> you spend a lot of a lot of time, namely about thirteen hours a day on on the phone. A lot of it on TikTok. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not a lot of it watching sport. Hardly ever watching sport. No. Yeah. So when you said uh, the the name that you said for your um you know secret crush, I was a little bit surprised. It sort of seemed to come out of nowhere. Uh, do you want to say who that person is? It's it's Andrew Gaze. Wow. Now that's that's surprising. <laughs> but it's not surprising in that he should, should have a crush on it because he's, you know, a very attractive man and very talented individual. Uh, but he's also, uh, the surprising thing is how do you know Andrew Gaze and when did you first see Andrew Gaze? <laughs> He's always around the media. I don't even know. It's just, it's not really a sexual crush. It's just like when I see him on the TV, I'm just like, oh, I love you. Oh, I love Andrew well, Gates. It's, not, so it's not just when you see him on TV, Bron. It could easily be when you when you talk to him on the Matt and Alex podcast. Hello, Andrew Gates. Good afternoon, boys. And um, <laughs> I tell you what, for a very elderly man, you have made my day. And uh, I, I am... I am astounded. I, I would sort of pump my chest out a bit and thinking, yeah, I've still got a little bit of swagger about myself and just uh, just having a look at the at the chassis and saying, yeah, not in bad nick. But then when it's just purely a platonic type situation, it was a bit of a setback. But um, really, yeah. Brom, uh, she's, um, she's now, now let's just be, because well, I, I, I don't know Brom at all, but um, is she visually impaired? No, no. I'm wearing glasses, Andrew. (laughs) I mean, Andrew, come on. You've got the, I mean, you've got the height, you've got the, you know, the arms for it, the silver fox thing that people are loving at the moment. So, uh, yeah, no, you're you're the package. Not to mention, Andrew, I mean, looking at your credentials, by the way, 22 seasons in the NBL, won the MVP seven times, two NBL championships, 93, 97. That's not to mention your incredible work as a, uh, like, uh, in the Olympic Games appearances, flag bearers, one of the greatest <laughs> Yes. And uh, I think we're, we're almost at the anniversary, the uh, 20th year anniversary of that. So uh, I've done a few, had a few conversations about that. But, um, but no, we're in, I'm in lockdown, as you would be aware. I live in Melbourne in lockdown and to going through a, a difficult time. But Bron has absolutely made my year with uh, that. There we go. I don't know anyone throughout my entire career that's ever had a secret crush on me, <laughs> and at uh, at my age, I, I I'm a bit worried for Bron's sake because she's, she needs to get out a little bit more. Perhaps, uh, no, no well, she's probably different. seen you on TikTok, Andrew. I mean, you, yeah. you've made waves in the in the social media world recently, so <laughs> I'm sure that's been where it. And also, um, we've been watching Bounce on Sunday nights uh, after the footy oh, on yes. Fox Footy. So uh, you have how's to check that been that going? Out. Have you been surviving with not much sport happening at the moment, Andrew? 
Yeah, it's been tough uh, locked in and it's great to have the bounce because uh, somehow or other we are considered an essential service and I'm allowed to go and uh, <laughs> go to the Fox footy and, and record that show. So it's the only time I get out. But it's a, it's a heap of fun. I get to sit alongside one of the all-time greats. Uh, I'm a Hawthorne fan and uh, Jason Dunsell is one of the living legends. So spend time with him and Cam and Bernie Vince and Shani Layton. We just uh, have, a, have a bit of a laugh. So hopefully those that are doing it tough can switch on and, and just um, in, enjoy themselves and escape from some of the tough realities that we're all facing at the moment. Well, I would hate to be Dan Andrews if he came out and listed Bounce Sunday Night on Fox Woody Not Essential. Bron would be knocking <laughs> oh, on his I office know. straight away. Of course uh, it's essential. So that people like Bron can get some eye candy every weekend. You know, they need it. They, we need it in our lives. <laughs> the other thing we need, Andrew, when's it going to happen? When are you going to give the people what they want and give oh. us the official Netflix series of... The last oh. dance for the 90s Melbourne Tigers, <laughs> yourself, Leonard Co- Copeland. I want to see the saga. I want to see all the behind-the-scenes yes. goss. I'm liking what I hear. No, that'd be fantastic. I'm not sure we'd have the, the same depth of footage as those guys did. That was a fantastic series we saw. And uh, back in the 90s, yeah, the uh, the shorts were a little tied up, and uh, but it was <laughs> a lot of fun playing in front of uh, uh, 15,000 people against the, the, the Giants and the Magic. They were the so-called halcyon days of our sports. But I tell you what, fellas, uh, the, the game has come a long way, and, and right now everyone refers back to that being the, the great time in basketball. But what we're going through now with players and the, the league, it's some really good stuff happening right now as well. So um, hopefully if you've uh, been away from the hoops from a little while, you get back on board. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I've been going to a couple of NBL games the last couple of years. Yes. And the atmosphere is so great. I love heading along. It's so great for kids as well, for like families. It's like a properly yes. enjoyable, all-inclusive family sport. It's so great. And, I, and I, that's why I really love it. Yeah, the players it. come out at the end of the game and sign jumpers yeah, and the kids so line up cool. and do that. It's so yeah. wonderful. No, we, we're lucky. We've got some great athletes. But, uh, but no, I appreciate your time, fellas. And Brom, like I've said, she's made a, a struggling old man that just looks in the mirror and says, what happened to you? Just made me feel very good about myself. So oh, thanks you've very given much Andrew well, Brody's Andrew's still here. Is there anything you'd like to finally say to Andrew Gaze before we uh, let him go here, Bron? Not nothing. I just love you, Andrew. <laughs> Thank you so much, Brian. It means a lot to me, and I really do appreciate it. Thanks, so guys. Yeah, wonderful. Andrew, Thank you, Andrew. So we'll much. be seeing you on Sundays. The Fox Footy Love finishing off that weekend with a bit of bounce. I uh, appreciate it, Andrew. Catch you later. Good on you, fellas. I appreciate it. Take care. See ya. Bron, um, you look pretty hot under the colour there. What just went through your mind? I can't believe you got Andrew Gaze. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, well, that was thanks to Sam, uh, Sam, our producer. So we've been liaising off uh, in what exists now as the secret breakfast chat on WhatsApp. <laughs> uh, so just know that you will never be safe uh, from us. I'm used to being on the other end of those secret <laughs> chats. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, consider it. You said your birthday's in a few weeks. There's a little early birthday present for you. Uh, the great man, Andrew Gaze. Look, if you guys want to get Lois Griffin on the phone as well, then I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to we'll be pranked. <laughs> All day breakfast.
with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm. All right, we're just going to take a little break from all day breakfast now to just have a one-on-one chat, me and Matt, um, because Wait, Matt. Why, 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 what's going on? Well, I just wanted to have like a, an honest conversation with you because, you know, often we're trying to do a little bit of radio. I'll try and talk to you and I'll say, Matt, what, <laughs> you won't answer me. And I'll say, you know, what's, what's going on? And you're like, oh, sorry, I'm just looking at, you know, my phone. And I'm like, why aren't you, why aren't you on the computer? And you're like, oh, you know, what do you say, say then? While we're on the, while we're recording the show. Yeah. Well, that's because I didn't want Tom Tilly to, you know, to, I didn't want to log into the computer in case I forget to log out. And Tom Tilly's on my, uh, you know, uses this computer. And so that's I was worried that he was going to hack my system. That's interesting. Because you, you got pretty angry at Tom Tilly this week. Didn't you? I mean, what I th- the hell is going sure, on I'm, here? I'm pretty sure we've got some audio of what Matt had to say about Tom Tilly this week. Tom Tilly, how much have you had? An absolute gutful. Here comes the ready and up now. to absolutely here, mate. <laughs> here comes the ready and now. I've had my water bottle in this studio the last, uh, I'd say, of several months. Okay, it's gone. Absolutely gone. Tom Tilly uses this computer as well, and I don't want to accidentally leave my <laughs> Gmail account open. I can't trust Tom Tilly not to go snooping. Sitting in the same seat that Tom Tilly sits in. Don't want to be sharing his germs at this current time. Tom's a really social guy. He's got lots of friends, which means that their chances of getting it are higher, and I don't want to catch it from them. Why the hell is Tom Tilly getting long weekends? And who do I have to talk to to get a goddamn long weekend up in here? Here comes the... He's a worm, Tom Tilly, honestly. <laughs> he weasels his way out of any accusation in any way, shape or form. I've got many, many qualms with that man, but, you know, lo and behold, it's never his fault. <laughs> Old Snoopy Dog getting into my gear. All right, what the hell is happening? Am I getting pranked Was right that now? everything? Was that all of it that we managed to creep in there? I mean, I, that's all I recall that I've said to, about Tom Tilly. Yes, I, I recall saying every single one of those things. And you know what? I don't regret it. Not a single bit I don't regret. Well, you might because I got a text this morning. You call Tom Tilly, if you don't know him, you know, former colleague at Triple J, now host of the, you know, one of Australia's favourite daily podcasts, The Briefing, you know, just slightly behind this one, but uh, very informative. So he gets in the office nice and early. And uh, it's interesting, I got a text at 5.04am, this morning, Matt O'Kine, with the words, a red flag at a bull and a photo of an open Gmail with oh, no. a lot of messages <laughs> back and forth from yourself to a lot of people. So I'm just warning you no! that despite your best efforts, <laughs> ah! I think he- have I been hacked? I think he's in the system. Has he looked? Has he snooped? I've sent a lot of angry emails about Tom (laughs) Tilly. They're going straight to HR as well. I'm not (laughs) stopping. I'm just warning you, my friends, because that text came through and I thought, "Uh uh-oh, you're in for a little bit of strife here, my friend, despite the fact that you're always on your phone because I I thought it was ridiculous. I logged out and then I closed the thingy. How do I stop this? I've been compromised. We'll have, just have to wait and see whether this is has any effects. But um, just wanted to let you know, mate, that uh, maybe the Tom Tilly has mercy 
Maybe he is above your childish insults, calling him a worm. But I think you've just opened a wormhole, my friend. Tom, mate, we're all adults. You know what I mean? Like, this is just a bit of fun banter between mates. I actually love the guy. Honestly, I do. One of Australia's best journalists. And I hope that you listen to the briefing after you listen to Matt and Alex all day breakfast. See you, Tommy, mate. Bye. All right. Time will tell. All day breakfast. Well, Matty boy, that's all she wrote for another week here at All Day Breakfast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you very much for Nairi for jo- joining us and just so politely explaining to Matt what Papua New Guinea was. Oh, I know. Was, I she's a delightful so person. Stupid. Um, <laughs> but also thank you to Andrew Gaze for, uh, you know, making Bron, producer Bron's dreams come true. She's showing the love heart on uh, on the Zoom right now. Hey, and I thank you for listening and for always staying in touch with us at matt.andrew.com. Alex on Instagram or on our Discord. Uh, at Cookies in Melbourne said, uh, love the interview with Digby Webster last week. He curated a piece uh, for our Sydney office and the company had the Sydney piece printed on umbrellas and they gave them to every staff in Australia at the end of the year. We love them and we love Digby. And uh, we love Digby too. Matt and Alex, he did so, his uh, artwork is so incredible, so prolific. And so, yeah, definitely check him out. Digby Webster. Good friend of the show. Um, as far as uh, little treats you could give yourself over the weekend keep an eye out for a midnight snack featuring the wonderful andy lee uh which will be great and uh our long lunch is going to be with jack river we had a really great chat to her a little while ago and so um yeah tune in because it's um uh, there's a few uh few bombs dropped in there which is um yeah really interesting yeah, we're so uh, yeah, we're excited bombs. to have that. Yeah, she's um, yeah, she's very political, surprisingly, which is, uh, well, not surprisingly, it's, it's inspiring. It's awesome. So uh, check that out. Hey, thank you so much for joining us all this week. Hope you have a great weekend. We are Matt and Alex. See you on Monday. Later. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. 